Morning, Cam. Good day, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. It's been a week. Been a busy week. Been a busy couple of weeks, actually. And uh, I'm beat, but I'm trying on some new coffee stuff that uh, got me feeling pretty good this morning. <laughs> I just hope I don't crash in the middle of the episode. Well, that would be entertaining for me. But probably not. <laughs> probably not our listeners because I could I could see it happening. Um, have you seen uh, like the coffee concentrates? That seems like it'd be a bad idea. So Javi makes one and Jot is the other company that makes uh, uh, what Javi calls it microdose coffee. <laughs> and so I'll get, I'll get to how you actually drink this stuff. You know, it's not what you, what it sounds like. So, and then Jot makes, uh, makes a couple of different versions of it. I haven't really looked into Javi's yet. I might because it's a little bit less expensive, but you buy this little bottle of coffee concentrate and it's uh 20 times concentrated so what uh no you're giving me the the big bug eyes no you don't drink a whole bottle at once i know i know but <laughs> that just seems a bit excessive so here's here's how you drink it you dilute it yeah you know you don't drink it you know because i i put just a little bit of it on my tongue yesterday and i just about died it was terrible but you take and you dilute it into whatever whatever you want to make from it. So um, with the Jot stuff, at least, you uh, you take a tablespoon of the coffee and you mix it in with, if you want it cold, if you do want to do a cold brew, you, you mix it in with uh, six ounces of water and ice. Or if you want to do like a, a, an iced latte, you mix it in with uh, six ounces of milk. And if you want it hot, you do eight ounce, eight ounces of water or milk, depending on if you want to do a latte or if you just want to want a, a black cup of coffee. I will tell you from my experience, I do not like the original flavor. They've got two different flavors, basically, uh, original and dark. Uh, the dark I, I do like. It's it's not bad. It's a little different um, drinking it like this because I believe they brew it in a cold, uh, like a cold brew type so the coffee just tastes different <laughs> the original is more of a central american coffee that is very citrusy and vibrant and you know it's just not my but not my cup of tea we've talked not my cup of tea <laughs> not my cup of coffee <laughs> but and we've talked about that on the show before mm -hmm. uh, i tend to like it a little bit more earthy a little bit uh, like indonesian coffee the dark is roasted from colombian and uh, sumatra so you get a, a kind of a blend of the two. So it, it is a little bit more earthy and it tastes better as a dark. I've had a little bit of it this morning and I'm feeling pretty good. And I was, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm awake. So it should be an interesting show today. So hopefully I won't crash on you in the middle of the show. So but good stuff. I've just tried it the last couple of days and I, and I like it. It makes it a little bit easier and more convenient to make the coffee in the morning because the coffee is already made, but I've also dived into a little bit of making my own concentrate, which is unfortunately is very heavy on, on grounds. I have a feeling that it's going, it's not going to uh, be something that I can sustain because it's going to start getting expensive for me to make it, but it doesn't concentrate as, as much either. Uh, because in, in my opinion, you don't want to use a lot of heat to concentrate this stuff. 
because it you lose a lot of flavor uh, with with uh, heating it up. So hopefully, um, what I can do is just kind of massage my technique a little bit and uh, and make a decent concentrate that I can at least make a good cold brew out of. Um, so, yeah, we made our cold brew from concentrate at the coffee shop. It's yeah. just a one to one, so it was like a two x concentrate, and we dilute it. You know, half coffee, half water in the ice. And it was that's about that's about what I'm making, and so yeah, so cool. But we would do it a five pound bag at a time, so it was <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, well, you were making it for a lot of people. Too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But now I make it just for myself that way, not five pounds at a time. Mm-hmm. So we've also talked on the show a little bit about, uh, and, and it's been a little while since I've brought it up just because there hasn't been much to talk about. My wife and I are working on our foster license, and I thought it might be interesting to talk about a few things on the show here. I think uh, once we have kids in the house, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be stuff I can share and stuff that I can't. But the certification process, I didn't realize we're actually, it's actually part of the UW system here. So we're like, going back to school remotely is essentially how this how this works uh the class itself is uh is not i mean it's not going back to school as you would think of it but it's but i have to do assignments and i have to i have to pass the class and it's just yeah so but it is what it is um we've been doing about a module a week i did a two modules not this last week but the week before and i gotta finish up the uh, last couple assignments on the uh, latest module that i was working on this last week yet i've got through the end of the day tomorrow i think to get that done so so it's uh it's been interesting some of it's been pretty eye-opening one of the first modules i did was uh dealing with um development delays and uh, maltreated children Mm -hmm. which uh which can be Man, I you know, you don't realize just how much effect that, you know, a, a, an abused child or neglected child, like it, not just baggage that they bring with them, but the fact that they just don't develop as what as as much. So you might have like a seven year old kid who's at the developmental stage of a two year old. I mean, that's one of the extreme cases that they talked about, but you know, they can be that far delayed and just not be able to function with other kids their age and stuff like that. So uh, depending on the level of neglect and or abuse or whatever they're coming out of. So uh, it can be pretty, pretty severe in some cases. So awful. Yeah, no, it's crazy. That, uh, but, uh, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. We do have a caseworker now, which we didn't before. Um, so that caseworker has been in touch with us on a few things recently and on the 27th of the month, uh, we will be sitting down and starting our, um, home study, which will take about three to six months to, to go through. So, man, if they vetted parents, (laughs) even like a quarter, as much as they vet foster parents, gosh, I, there half the people out there wouldn't have kids. Nope, I thought I would give a quick update so uh, so you and the listeners kind of knew where we were, and I was kind of hoping to bring you guys along on in the process that we're doing so um, y'all understand what goes into foster parenting because, you know, I came into it thinking, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll just uh, we'll get some kids and you know, it'll be cool, but there is a ton. I mean, you almost become a junior social worker to be able to do it, so 
uh, there's a lot you got to know about handling kids with developmental delays and stuff like that. So that's super cool, Mitch. It's, um, I wish more people would, uh, would do it. That's, you know, it's really important that kids be given the opportunity to thrive, you know, and, and so many are brought into situations where it's all they can do just to survive, you know, and it's, it's really, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on a more positive note, hopefully it's a more positive note. Uh, what did you think of SummerSlam? (laughs) What a transition. Um, Overall, I actually enjoyed it. There was certain matches that I thought weren't going to be very good that were better than I thought they were. Uh, We had two huge surprise returns, one that I'm much happier about than the other. Um, And I actually, um, yeah, I, I, overall, I thought it was a really good show. And that's coming from a guy who, who likes NXT better than the main roster in every possible way. So. Yeah, and I and I thought that you know there were certain matches that were certainly standout matches. Overall, I thought the show was good. So let's talk about the returns real quick. Becky Lynch is back. Whoa! So I thought it was kind of a sucky thing to take the belt off of Bianca like that. Well, yeah, the the fact that and they keep saying it all the time: twenty six seconds, twenty. You know. Yeah. Um usually that sort of punishment is reserved for someone who uh you know deserves it yeah but i think i think it works in the sense that they're building towards a match at extreme rules you know and becky's keeps saying no and it's just going to get to the point where last night on smackdown they confirmed the match oh did they okay yeah I think they went for the, like, if we're going to do the surprise, we're going to go all out and like really mm-hmm. surprise people. Yeah. I, I just really like Becky. Um, and I think that she brings a much needed um, amount of pull um, that Bianca will when mm-hmm. she's been around longer because everyone already loves her and she's incredible. Right. Yeah. But they need someone like Becky as a foil, you know, and with Sasha being out, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. So you could see why they did it from that standpoint. Um, you know, we can argue all day about should it have been a squash match or not, but we're going to get Becky Bianca too at extreme rules. And that's not going to be a squash match. Right. And they're building the whole, you know, Bianca getting frustrated, you know, and, and it's just going to spill over. And, you know, when she goes nuts with a kendo stick on Becky, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's my take on it. What do you think? My personal opinion is, is it doesn't bring, it didn't bring Becky Lynch in as a sweet return. She comes back. Oh, cool. Becky's back. You know, she's, she's entertaining. She's fun. Oh, that was a really crappy thing to do to come in and just like take the belt off of her in 26 seconds. And, and uh, now I'm not sure how I feel about Becky, you know? <laughs> and so that, like that, it was it was i had some mixed feelings about it what about brock (laughs) oh my gosh um there's a lot to unpack here with brock he's never been a handsome man but the ponytail and the beard is just 
Goodness me. <clears throat> All right. So I don't hate the beard. The ponytail. Yeah, I not sure that that was a good choice for him. I think it has to play into what whatever they're doing with his character, because he obviously didn't. They're not playing him like the. The USC guy with his with this comeback. It doesn't. Well, we haven't like seen we haven't seen him in his ring gear yet, so we've only seen True. him just show up in jeans and a cutoff. And Frank, frankly, I don't think he cares. I think he did it just because he wanted to. Yeah. I mean he he has established throughout his career that he's going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, and he's only going to show up when Vince McMahon drops a big pile of cash in front of him. Yeah. He's one of the few people that controls Vince in that sense, mm-hmm. which is honestly pretty impressive. Yeah. I I'm not I'm really not a fan of Brock. I don't like the indestructible guys that come in and just like beat up people. I I like I you know it the only time that that's satisfying is when you've got the little guy that overcomes it. Mm-hmm. But but even then it's like you know the the match with Brock and Cena years ago that was not a fun match to watch. Yeah. I just suplex after suplex and just watching cena just get the crap beat out of him was was i didn't find that fun regardless of how i feel about cena i didn't think that that was fun so yeah (laughs) now i'm with you on that which Um, is why i like nxt better because there's not much of that at all no i i have really appreciated nxt since I kind of got back into it. And... I'm a little nervous about this rebrand that's coming, though, and the fact that all the rumors say that, like, they're not going to scout the indies anymore and they're just going to find people that fit the WWE mold and teach them to wrestle. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that stuff. But uh, Yeah, I mean, it, it makes me sad for... The, I don't like the graphics at all. The new The graphics new that they've shown so far, yeah. Yeah. All right. Seeing. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm starting to gain a little bit of respect for AEW because they're starting to really come through as the scrappy upstarts. Um, a lot of the talent, at least, is the uh, uh, the old farts that have been in wrestling forever that are there are kind of, to me, holding it down a little bit. But um, but CM Punk's return so far, even though that they've been like way over capitalized capitalizing on it like he's been on every show and hasn't done anything really yet just talked yeah just talked which i mean he's he's a good talker so it's been fun but but so far uh, i think it's been a little overplayed uh with his return but of course he had these had they've had two shows in chicago now since his return uh they're the other two shows are in milwaukee so it's been a very like regionally big thing for him mm-hmm. but Oh, and they did that on purpose. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm interested to see how the the match with Darby Allen turns out at all all out. And oh, is that who he's fighting first? Yeah, mm-hmm. he called him out the first night. He's like, I'm I'm really excited about the hungry talent and in AEW, and that's why I'm here. And I'm going to start with Darby. Oh wow! You know, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, anyway, getting back to SummerSlam, uh, Big E and Bor- Baron Corbin 
Have you seen the Baron Corbin stuff lately? You mean Happy Corbin? The happy Corbin. Yes, and it's oh, amazing. Goodness. It's amazing. He's so good at it. <clears throat> He's probably better at it this than he was at being sad Corbin, which he was yeah. really good at. He he has really grown on me in the last like six months. Like a festering boil. <laughs> yeah, well, like the whole King Corbin thing was so dumb. Like, yeah. I just they they just need to get rid of that character that like you know king booker and like uh, just don't stop king of the ring tournament yes absolutely Mm -hmm. making that person king whoever for the next year no so dumb i i like the concept of acknowledging it for time but but not playing it as like a character Um, exactly yeah you can acknowledge i won that king of the ring i'm you know that means i should get x amount of respect or whatever great but like to your point making them wear a crown changing their name to include king like they're doing with nakamura and the only reason it works is because freaking rick boogs is the man <laughs> I, I, he wrestles in a denim singlet yeah. <laughs> he is. It's, it's the worst ring gear i've seen oh but it but he makes no. it work somehow no it's nijax has the worst ring gear that's well established. oh no that 100 percent. but um yeah no he's amazing and I don't yeah. even remember that it's King Nakamura. I'm just like, oh, it's it's Shinsuke and Boogs. Let's go. Yeah. And then McAfee gets on the table and like, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so good. Uh, anyways, I'm just like, I'm happy they're letting him wrestle now. Good stuff, but <clears throat> yeah, no, Happy Corbin. Uh, Biggie got got his Biggie got his uh, his Money in the Bank briefcase back. Yes. I think that's the only purpose for that match. Mm-hmm. Outside of trying to sell that he was going to cash in. Yeah. And I love that they used Vegas as the location where Corbin, you know, struck it rich. And like, it just, it makes no logical sense, you know, really when you look at it, because, okay, maybe he took a hundred dollars into a casino and suddenly he's got like a, like a Rolls Royce and a $40,000 watch. And it it was a Bentley, but it's okay. No, he he had a Rolls Royce last night on uh, SmackDown. So he's bringing different cars. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but it makes no logical sense. How would you make that much money that quickly? You know. So I'm waiting for the turn where he he's like, oh, I spent it all, and now he's broke again. Yeah. But you're you're th- you're thinking too hard about it. I am. Oh, that's that's what I do. His wife took him back because he has money again. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> You really, you really sure that uh, that's what you want? And you lose it all again, and you lose her again. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to the Raw Tag Team Match. RK Bro wins oh, the. Uh, that yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything since then with that? No, no, I haven't, well, I haven't watched Raw since SummerSlam. Yeah, so there was the moment that you talked about where like Randy was playing it straight. Mm-hmm. I I honestly think that riddle cracks Randy up. Oh yeah. I think because, right. because he, because he stands there and he tries to be straight, mm-hmm. but every so often you see him crack up and like go along with it because he just can't keep a straight face with all the crazy stuff that riddles doing in the ring. So his, his just like meandering stories about just unrelated <laughs> stuff. Uh, it just, it's genius. It's good stuff. And, and uh, to watch Randy just stand there and be like, okay, 
Okay. And all of a sudden you just start to see the look in his eyes. Like I can't hold this in anymore. This is too funny. <laughs> I'm glad that they put the belts on them. It was good. Yeah. And they're actually starting to, uh, to get a little bit of uh, traction against Amos, which I think is good. Because I, I, like I said on the last episode, it just doesn't make sense. Attack the legs. You take, take mm-hmm. the guy out, you know, it's it's a tried and true like technique for taking out the big guy yeah sweep the leg man you know what's never worked is hitting him in the chest (laughs) so why do you keep hitting him in the chest so we'll make a really quick stop on the alexa uh eva marie match it was fun it was short it's what it needed to be and it uh it forced the breakup of uh even Marie and Dewdrop and um, spiraled into a match between the two of them that ended unsatisfactory. So it is what it is. It did its job. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, it was it wasn't worth it. Um, Sheamus and Damian Priest. Priest that takes was, the title. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's what I remember. Match. Mm-hmm. I'm ripped off Seamus's face mask and yeah. punched him in the face. Yeah, and I'm glad they uh, put the belt on Priest. He needed something. Yeah, and I think it'll be a good run for him as long mm-hmm. as they let him let him go for a while. So, just an aside, I work with a guy or worked with a guy that used to wrestle in the uh, in the Puerto Rican circuit, oh, really? and I think he's made the comment that he knows some of these guys. So, I thought that was interesting. It's not working at our store anymore. He moved to another store, but yeah, but yeah, he, he, uh, he wrestled down there and then he was a manager for a while and worked with the promotion and then he moved to the States. So but interesting. He had some interesting stories, but oh, I wouldn't sure. be, wouldn't be surprised if he, if he knew Damien. <clears throat> Usos and the Mysterios. It's going the way that I thought it would. Yeah, but it's not <clears throat> so it is, but not I I thought I thought Dominic would turn on his dad, but Ray is like, Oh, I'm backing off now. But like he's still like being a helicopter dad, like he'll come out on the mm-hmm. ramp, you know, and it's yeah. But so he's cost he's cost him two matches now. <laughs> right. So maybe they're just so. prolonging the fact that Dominic's just gonna like f- lose it and flip out on his dad. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that would happen at SummerSlam because of the size of the stage. You know what I mean? Um, maybe they maybe they'll build it for Extreme Rules. Well, they're gonna have to do it pretty fast because isn't Extreme Rules in like a week or two? Uh no, twenty sixth. Oh, at the at the end of the month. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So they got a they got a few weeks to build that. Um, he loses a couple more matches, gets frustrated with uh, with with Ray. I mean, they could they could turn it fast enough for him to to fight ray at uh extreme rules but i think it's more likely that he he gets booked in a big match and tells tells ray to stay backstage he doesn't want him out there and then ray comes down and then you get the turn mm-hmm. so yeah that would make sense we'll see what happens it's been it's been a satisfying build at this point i'm um, gonna get so much heat from the crowd if he beat up his dad <clears throat> Yeah. Um, we talked about Bianca and Becky. Um, Drew and Jinder 
Yeah. I, just don't, I don't understand why this was on the mat on the card. Like they wanted McIntyre on the card. I get it. They needed a cool down match. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just you know like, no that's disre- a, no, you know no that's thing. Yeah. yeah, no disrespect to Jinder. Like he is a good, big, strong professional wrestler. So mm-hmm. is Drew. I just don't care yeah. at all about that entire program. And that's I, I'm like not like I just they're both good at what they do. Jinder's and he are both ex WWE champions, you know, and you can argue about the validity of, of gender and it not just being a p- political thing, you know, to get uh, more viewers from India, but like he, he did well as the champion in his promos and in his matches. Like he's for some reason, people give him crap. I don't get it. I just didn't care about this program. Cause it's like, they're trying to steal his sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah, I just didn't care for the whole program at all. Yeah. Moving right along, the Raw Women's Championship. Nikki ASH, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Who won Ripley. this one? Uh Charlotte Flair. Oh, of course she did. Yeah, okay. Was... What is this like her 35th time? Something like that. Yeah. She's up in the 70s somewhere. The most the most decorated uh, women's wrestler in the WWE. Yeah, this was no surprise. Yeah, I, I think I skipped this one too. Uh, Edge and Seth Rollins. Oh, I like this one. It's a good match. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, thought Edge coming out to the Brood was um, awesome. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. Um, but yeah, that was a good match. It would have been super cool though if he had Edge or a Christian Gangrel come up with him, but they're obviously otherwise engaged in other promotions currently. Right. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. I'm, that would have been pretty dope for them to make cameos. Yep, I'm gonna tell you. I think that uh, that I'm liking Christian's work in AEW. Yeah, he's good. I man. think. I think it's. I don't think. One of my biggest problems with the WWE as far as like Raw and SmackDown specifically is that there's it's obvious they don't let these guys just do what they want to do. And so the believability of their characters suffers for it because mm-hmm. they're they're not they're not engaged with the the characters as much. Then you go to something like AEW where these guys get to like do what they want to do and like flesh out these characters. I mean, Malachi Black you know, Alistair Black. Yeah. Um, his character is so much. I mean, they were starting to go this direction in WWE before he left, but this is like what he should have done. He should have been. But, yeah. You know, they, it, they, they screwed up with him on the main roster. He was so good in NXT mm-hmm. Um, because he got to do more of what he wanted to do. And then they brought him up to the main roster. And he just sat in a dark room and over enunciated fight with me yeah and oh and just God. was You're never that impressive yeah it was just never yeah. that impressive dude can so. wrestle though yeah no he's good he's fun very good he was one of my favorites and mm-hmm. of course the main roster they just don't know how to handle good quality nxt characters it mm-hmm. really which is why i just i prefer nxt one of the many reasons i mean quite honestly AEW is started and starting to grow on me a little more. I don't know if that's I said that earlier, mm-hmm. but just because 
these guys are allowed to do what they want to do. Like, I don't know that I care for what they're doing with Matt Hardy there, but there's some of the other guys. It's like, this is, this is what they should have been doing in WWE. So anyway, moving right along. Um, what's probably, probably was the worst match of the night. <clears throat> got, got to guess which one I'm going to, which one I'm going to next. No. Uh, Lashley Goldberg. Oh God. Yeah. Ugh. I am shocked that they let Goldberg's teenage son get involved. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is a minor. Yeah. And I know it was like, he just got tossed off of Lashley's back, but I was like, yikes. Oh, there was a waiver involved. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I know. But like mm-hmm. still 17 or 16 or however old he is. Uh, apparently Goldberg trashed his knee in the match, but they're still playing up that he's going to come back and, and hurt Lashley. So. So don't care. Yeah. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Cause they're not, I mean, it's, it's like they're slow burning it because because I'm sure they're waiting to see what's going on with his knee. But yeah, he's gonna have to rehab his knee. Roman Roman Reigns and John Cena. This was better than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was a decent match. Yeah, I th- I I actually uh, really enjoyed the match, um, which I was not anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Cena has to put somebody over, he does it well. Oh yeah, general, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was it was better because it wasn't just spamming finishers, you know what I mean? And right. five move John actually like like he got his butt kicked like he said he was going to mm-hmm. and they teased the whole like the one, two, three bit and everything. And um <clears throat> yeah, I I enjoyed it. Well, I think that was the whole card. Or am I you missing are correct, anything? sir? Yeah. So so yeah, fun show. And there's some high highlights and some downsides and everything, but it's good. I did not find myself hating it. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh we're recording on the fourth of September. By the way, tonight is Star Wars night at uh the Brewers um stadium. And I really wanted to go, but it's just going to be too late at night for us. So we're not, but I could have gotten a, a Lorenzo Kane bobblehead uh, with him dressed up like a Jedi, but <laughs> oh well, whatever. But uh, we're recording on the 4th and we will not record again until, well, it'll be two weeks from today, but we're anticipating that the iPhone event will be um, somebody, sometime between now and then, I'm thinking probably the 15th, that Tuesday. So we're going to talk a little bit. We talked a lot on the last episode about some of our predictions for the for the fall, but um, a couple of new things that came out. Uh, the Apple Watch, I'm super stoked for. Now, this is an upgrade year for me, so I'm I'm excited to get upgraded. And uh, very new design um, is what's rumored. And what just came out here a couple of days ago was that the Apple Watch bands for the new one may not be compatible with the old ones. I'm I'm assuming there are people that are upset about this. It doesn't bother me. The fact that they haven't changed yet since the beginning, that's more surprising to me 
than um, than anything that they have been able to keep the bands consistent across every single watch they've put out since the inception of the product. Um, but if the rumors are true and the the actual like the fundamental base shape of the watch is going to change, then it makes complete sense to me that the band would require um, a change as well. So, um, yeah, like, it doesn't bother me. Um, I can see why people who have invested heavily in a band collection would be upset. But you had to know this was coming at some point. Like, there's just no way that it would stay the same forever. It definitely makes me glad that I didn't invest in the link bracelet. <laughs> yeah, that would have been dumb in anyway. But... No, I mean, I'm really super interested. I know that there's been a little bit of talk that they might push that back into the October uh, event that uh, that's it's planned that they're going to be announcing new Macs. But I don't think it makes any sense to do that. I think it, make, it makes perfect sense that an iPhone that probably isn't going to see a ton of things new with it, uh, maybe a new color, or I'm hoping colors. I would love to see the rainbow of colors that they did with the iMac. Mm. Uh, come to more more than just that line but uh, we'll see um i would plunk down money for an orange phone so i I love my orange so you're not even dutch no i just like orange it's good of course they'll have uh, like camera upgrades and different things like that there's rumors about the promotion display yeah that's what i was gonna say the 120 Mm -hmm. hertz which, from what I understand, uh, there's been a few people that I've heard talk about this. It does make quite a difference on the phone. Uh, just, you know, just in the animations and everything, it just makes everything so much smoother and look nicer. So we'll see what happens, but uh, but that'll be cool. But I think with the the lack of really huge marquee features that they're going to be unveiling on the iPhone, I think it makes sense to be do a huge change in the Apple Watch at the same event. And that way you don't have the, well, that was a vanilla event. You know, you kind of, you kind of dodge that, that bullet of, uh, of, you know, Hey, there wasn't really much going on with the iPhone, but the Apple watch, did you see that thing? You know? Yeah. So I wonder though, if they would do that because then it's like, man, the Apple watch is awesome, but man, this new iPhone is really disappointing. Like, so I like, that's the count. That's like the other side of that coin, you know, and you can't Mm -hmm. predict how people are going to react Um, but you have to, you have to know that like Apple is like considering, you know, that sort of like, what sort of press do we want about this? And you could be 100% correct. I'm I'm just trying to think from the other side of like, oh man, if, if the iPhone really like, um, cause you know, Apple loves to speak superlatively about little things, right. Mm -hmm. To make them seem like bigger deals than they are, but everyone knows they do that. Mm-hmm. And how long can they really talk about how smooth the animations are? Like I can already hear like Craig's voice. Like, you know, I know he probably won't be the one doing it because he's more of a WWDC, you know, um, guy, but I can just hear all oh, the, the promotion display. I, there's one thing I, I cannot stand about Tim Cook is the way he says display. Mm-hmm. Display. Ugh. Sorry. I didn't get that out. You know, I know you you, you ruined me so much because now that I, <laughs> that I watch the events and I'm just like, oh, yeah, he does do it that way. Uh-huh. It's like it I never bothered it. me before that. It's been a 10 year, <sighs> a 10 year burn, man. Of like, just stop saying that word, please. Mm. Anyway, so I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say about it. 
I'm I'm excited about an always on display, which I mean obviously has been on past uh, devices. But uh, what it seems like is probably um, probably likely on this Apple Watch is the temperature sensor. I think that's easy enough to build in. Uh, there was talk this last week about the uh, that they're working on a blood pressure sensor and a glucose sensor. Uh, and I don't know how they're going to do all this stuff, but Witch, witchcraft, yeah, something like that, but it'll be interesting. We'll see. They're going to come so, for your little dog too. I remained cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm the one thing that I really would like to see is a new iPad mini, you know, that looks like the iPad air and iPad pro, but in the mini mm-hmm. form factor, like the rumors are suggesting, but there's no telling when it'll get, you know, if it's September release and October release right before Christmas release, you know, I do have a question for you. And this is, this is more of a future aspirational thing, but how would you feel about a folding iPhone? I mean, if they can do it right, it'd be pretty darn interesting, you know? Cause I mean, we've got the new Z flip and the, uh, and the galaxy fold. Mm-hmm. which which of those form factors do you like better you know the the phone that flips into a tablet or the phone that just flips in half and becomes a smaller device if i were gonna yeah i mean if i were gonna pick one of them i would pick the phone that turns into a tablet okay i'm kind of on the other side of that i i, I like Shocking. the z flip <laughs> i you know it harkens back to you know when when i had you know the flip phones back years ago and mm-hmm. you know just there's a little bit of nostalgia there, I guess. Yeah, I remember the 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 razor that I had. It was glorious. Mm-hmm. I never. There was satisfaction to that flip and shut. Mm-hmm. You know that that click that it made when it flips shut. Very tactile. So <laughs> I can see like plastic <laughs> slapping together. I can see the iPhone not making that noise, but with the haptics and they they make it make that noise. <laughs> I can see that as an Apple engineering thing. That, oh, it doesn't actually click, but it makes the clicking sound. Yeah, talk about over-engineering something. <laughs> so so what's in your dock? On my Mac? On your Mac. Are you going to roast my dock? Well, I wasn't intending to steal the uh, connected uh, segment, but, uh, you know, imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? This is true. I have a very important question, Mitch. Yeah. Oh, we um, should talk position too. Yeah. No jokes. <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah. Um, so I, on my um, <clears throat> my MacBook Air, mm-hmm. I have um, my dock on the right side of the screen, and I have it disappear. Okay, that makes sense. Because I have a smaller screen. On my big 4K display, I keep the app with the dock on the bottom, and it's always up because I have a bajillion pixels. Um, so I'm using my MacBook Air now. So my dock from top to bottom, Finder, Safari, okay, Lightroom Classic, Final Cut, Motion, 
Logic Pro, Main Stage, Music, Craft, Obsidian, and then I have Moom and Zoom open. So they're <laughs> Moom and Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, those are currently open. They're not in my dock normally, but they're open so okay. there. And then I've got um, the download stack and the trash at the bottom. You don't, you don't have a lot in your dock. I don't. No. Hmm. I just took a screenshot for you. Okay. You're sending me a screenshot so I can look at it. Mm-hmm. I should do the same for you. So, yeah. I, uh, but those are the apps that I use the most. And everything else I just get to um, by uh, Alfred. Honestly, I use Alfred to open pretty much every app. But the dock is there for easy access. I didn't grab that in time, but it's, does that save into the uh, the Photos app? Did it save to your desktop? I don't think so. I mean, I'm willing to. Oh, it is on my desktop. Interesting. Well, that's a that's a few apps you got there. Yeah, I I like to keep a lot of apps in my uh, and I and you notice there's a lot of them that are open too. Yeah. Um but let's see man you don't have anything fun i can make fun of you (laughs) (laughs) well they're all you know so do you does your workflow really really uh combine craft and obsidian Mm -hmm. yeah i use craft instead of apple notes so it's just where i you know if i got a job jot a note down or you know whatever store some information uh it goes into craft and then obsidian is all um related to like um bible and church stuff Hmm. well i have uh switched around like which position i put the the dock in if it's on the right side left side bottom um i know back in the day they used to let you pin it to the corners um so you can't do that anymore but you know if you want it on the bottom but you wanted it left justified it would you could pin it to the left corner and that way it would uh it would just build out from the corner instead of Mm -hmm. center justified i don't know that there's any hacks to do that anymore I, i might be wrong about that but uh but yeah that's i i would love that ability to kind of like pin it to the bottom or Right now, I have it on the left-hand side on my uh, on my iMac. On my MacBook, which I have upstairs, so I would have to go get that if I wanted to, to look at that. But I don't think that should be super different from what I've got in the dock here. But that one I have on the right side. And I don't uh, hide my docks typically uh, just because I, I tend, I don't know, I just don't run into issues with that. I prefer to have them visible all the time. So you don't mind not having your app or whatever full screen, like full width, not not like not really. You know, most of the apps that I want to do that with, I just put into full screen. Okay. So I just use the spaces instead. But so the reason that I have the dock on the left side uh, on my iMac is because I have my TV, which is up over on the right. I have the that as my second monitor. Uh-huh. And when you and I don't always have that TV on. So when you 
have it on the right side and you have your second monitor, it goes all the way to the right side of the second monitor. And then I can't yeah. get to it because I can't see it on the screen. So I, I moved it to the left side for, for that reason. I, this has been a trial for me because most of the time that, that I've had a Mac, I've always had it on the bottom and just left it on the bottom. But recently I heard a couple episodes of shows where they were talking about this and I thought, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself to use it on the side because it does offer more screen real estate, you know, to have it on the side so you can have your pages taller on the screen and, you know, different things like that. So I thought I'd try it and see how that turned out. And so far I'm don't hate it. So, uh, I've been sticking with it for a while, but so to go through the apps that are in my dock, um, finder, of course, and then I use launch bar for like, like you use Alfred, I use launch bar. And unfortunately launch bar, you can't take the app out of the dock. So you're kind of stuck with it being in the dock all the time, but that's fine. I've been using that since I started using the Mac. So I'm just used to that always being there. I got Safari next. I have Spark for my email. I like Spark a lot. I've tried a lot of different other email clients and I just keep coming back to Spark. So yeah, that's what I use on my um on my iPhone and iPad. Mm-hmm. I like the swipe gestures. I, I think it it looks nice. It it works well. Um yeah, messages next. I got drafts after that. Um, I do have craft. I use craft for pretty much all my note taking. I haven't really switched over to Obsidian. All the talk that Federico has about Obsidian just makes me think, gosh, I'm going to have to invest a ton of time to figure this out. And I just, uh, that's not something I really want to spend a lot of time on. So if if you do most of your note taking in craft, what's drafts for? Uh, Drafts is just quick entry stuff. So, you know, if I need to just like, I heard, just heard a quote that I like, I'll throw it in the, to drafts. If I've, if I've got just a quick line of text, I throw it into to drafts, you know, it's just kind of a, it's how it's where I store just snippets of text where, um, craft is, uh, is where I store stuff that requires a little bit more formatting that, you know, will will handle a little bit more. Like I, I can save a website there or I can save an image in there or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in using it for taking notes for the classes that, uh, my wife and I are doing for foster care. So I can literally, I can take a screenshot and then grab the screenshot from the corner and just drag it right into the document. And gotcha. I, I don't even, it's like really quick to, to take that screenshot and throw it into craft. So, uh, Adobe audition because, uh, I, have always used Adobe Audition for audio editing and love it. And, you know, once they added strip silence to their multi-track, I, that that's the only thing I ever have to use. So um, I don't use logic really much at all anymore, unless I'm going to make music, which I don't really do much of, but so logic is on my iMac, but it's, it's not, uh, doesn't make the doc. Um, I've gone back to try trying Descript for um some of the audio editing that i do uh particularly editing podcasts because i really like the way it works and you can you can uh, make your audiograms really easily too i don't know if you noticed i threw an audiogram up for the last episode on instagram 
but uh, but it makes it really easy to make these really quick little uh, images or little videos of the text with the with the words, so that if you don't have the audio on, you can still see the words scrolling on the page. Um, I, I think that that works really nice, and and Descript makes that really easy. So uh, forecast or podcasting uh, stuff um, for coding my mp3s and adding chapters and chapter art and different things like that i got fantastical uh todoist um of course logos in there for doing my bible study time you are which um i we've talked about on in the past on on the show uh time you are actually integrates really well with toggle for me and uh but the difference is is time offers the little um, device the physical device for be for doing time tracking and then i've got toggle right below that toggle i've been using a little bit more lately because it's got the pomodoro timer in it which has been really really good for me for doing the foster care um training because it it helps me focus on what i'm doing knowing that i have a break coming up so uh it, maybe i'm just hacking my brain or whatever but it works for me so Express VPN because everybody should run a VPN for whatever reason. But, <laughs> um, the 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 icon that's right below that is for the um, mute me, which uh, I talked about a few episodes back. It's the button that I have for muting audio or muting my mic and Zoom. It works with other clients, but I'm holding it up as best I can. But it's it's attached to the the device, so. But uh, but that I have the client runs in in the dock. Unfortunately, I wish I could disappear that, but it is newer software, so maybe at some point they'll add that as an option. So yeah, so I'm, there's a couple apps that you have in your dock mm-hmm. that I'm surprised aren't menu bar. Okay, like the fact that launch bar has to be in your dock. Mm-hmm. Like Alfred's a menu bar one, so it just sits up in the menu bar, never in my dock. So that's interesting at launch bar. Let's take a look in here and see. I'm looking at the, uh, because to me, it would seem like it should, that should be something that you can do, but I've never seen that in the app. I've looked for it before and haven't been able to find it. Show dock icon, unclick. Boom. Restart. Can I pull it out of the dock now? You heard my... I do like my sound effects. So now can I, does it, Hey, look at that. Sweet. All right. We got rid of that one. So I don't think that that was an option before. So that must be something that they added at some point. So the, the mute me one is just something I I can't get rid of because like I said, it's new software. So it's probably something that they just haven't built into the app yet. Yeah. Um, And I don't believe it has a, let me look and see if it even has a menu bar. Oh, no, it does. So they could. But, um, of course, I got settings in my dock because settings. The other one that, uh, you, so you run Fantastical from your dock. Do you not have the menu bar for that one? Oh, it's up in my menu bar. Okay, somewhere. but you keep it in your dock, too. I keep it in the dock. I do the same thing with Todoist. I've got uh, Todoist up in my dock, too. Or up, up in my menu bar, rather. Gotcha. 
Did I tell you that I started using to do this? No, you did not. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that another time. All right. Welcome to the family. Yeah. It is. I'll just say this real quick. It is so much better than when I used it like six years ago. Yeah. In every I, conceivable way. I love it. It's the first, first uh, app that I've used that allows me to just like pull, like import a template in and just boom, it's right there. Everything's loaded in. Mm-hmm. Um, with OmniFocus, I would have to uh, import the template and then add all my due dates and all that kind of stuff after that. And that was just a pain in the butt. So it's like magic now being able to import templates and stuff. Um, and then right past the little like recents line, uh, these are apps that I currently have open. Um, I've got Google Chrome open because that's where our ship I'm that I always use Chrome for the show notes uh, or not the show notes, but the uh, show doc that we have. I've got music open because I was listening to music the other day and haven't shut it. <laughs> preview was something i had well this was all stuff when i was uh when i was working on foster care stuff that i had open so music i had preview open of course we're on a zoom call so i got to have to have zoom open and then i was messing around with with loopback before we went we went on or we were recorded today because i was trying to figure out uh, a way to pipe some audio through uh so that you could hear it and then i ended up not using it so whichever so uh, there's a few of those apps that I could close right now, but, but then I've always been a a big one to put uh, folders in the dock because there's certain folders that you, I just have to get to all the time that I use a lot. So I have, actually, I could probably get rid of that one. Um, but I have a folder uh, that's active projects, which like I said, I don't know that I, this is actually, yeah, I don't really use it anymore. Let's pull that out. Um, but I have Dropbox and I've got downloads those two folders because i tend to end up having to go into those folders a lot for stuff and then of course they're trash at the bottom so which needs to be emptied but there you have it but yeah so nothing super exciting and nothing that we probably could make fun of each other about but um but yeah so i did uh, i did notice that with your you said you had a you had the downloads folder um that's what that's what that is yeah down, down by your trash yeah it's shown as a stack and yours is shown as a folder yeah any reason why you show it as a stack i think that's just the default option mm, okay i think i don't know so if you click on that do you get that silly little fan no it here it comes out in uh like a you got on the grid up square yeah the grid okay yeah, no, yeah no. I can I cannot stand that little when I first started on the Mac I was like oh that's kind of cool it looks like looks like a little fan and then it, it like a few months later I'm like that's dumb I, I like the grid better the grid actually works really nice for navigating through your folders and stuff like that so um, like with Dropbox I you know there's very very seldom is there anything in drop like the the uh, main Dropbox folder that I want to get into. It's usually a folder in that folder that I need to get into. Yeah, I so don't, I don't think that fan thing is an option anymore. There's only grid or list. I think oh, maybe it isn't. Yeah, I think you might be right. What's list look like? Just looks like a list. Oh, that's that's awful. 
Well, when the list takes up the whole page. Oh, no, you can. You can. If you go down to the options, fan is still there. Okay, so you oh, can still do it. Yeah. It's just hiding. Okay. I won't. Options. Oh, I don't see. I don't see that with options. Well, maybe it's because that list, that folder is really full. Let me check and see if there's. Oh, maybe it's with stacks. Nope, I'm still not seeing it. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, so I I usually like having the folder icon uh, in there just because it's a folder, and that's to me that's what folders should look like. So, um, what is nice is, and I don't know if I've been able to do this for a while because the last couple times I tried this, it just didn't work. But changing the the folder icon to something else, I used to be able to do that a lot in Mac OS. And it seems like the last couple of uh, updates, it's been like really kind of hit and miss whether it works. Um, do you know how to do that? Uh, nope. So if you want to go in and uh, and change a folder icon, uh, you go into Finder. And let's say I'm going to go into the Dropbox folder and select, let's say I'm going to select the inner dialog folder. So you select the folder. And then you right click or uh, command click on it and select get info. And then when the info pane comes up, the folder icon that's in the upper left hand corner, if you click on that, you see that it, uh, that it highlights. Mm -hmm. You can drag images onto that and it changes, it's supposed to change the, uh, the folder to a different image. It has to be it has to be formatted properly, so it has to be a .dot icn or there's there's uh, little apps that you can download that will convert your your JPEGs and PNGs to uh, to that format. But uh, once it's converted into that format, uh, you can just drag that onto that folder, and it'll change the folder image. So, learning new things today. Yeah. So, and like I said, it's been kind of hit and miss um, the last few times I've tried it. You know, I, it worked one time and then didn't work the next time. And, but, uh, but yeah. So there is actual customization in Mac OS. It's just, you got to dig deep for it. So. Now, the only reason I used to do it is because I put I put the icon or I put those uh, folders in my dock like that, and then I wanted the folders to look different. So I would create little folder icons, little PNGs that mm -hmm. looked like little folders with the with the uh, logo that I wanted on the folder, and then I would add that to or I would change the folder to look like that, and then put it into the dock so that I could always look at that and go that oh well that's my inner dialog folder. So I could just like go in there and yeah. So it just made it easier to identify what the folders were by, by site. So. Seems like a lot of work. You know, sometimes when you got the time on your hands and you want to, <laughs> and you, you want to do something and what, you know, it it's the geek in me. You do this stuff just to be able to say you can do this stuff sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, and that's fun. Like, finding a challenge and overcoming the challenge very good all right so cool well what's delighting you today cam mm -hmm. 
I think I'm going to go simple and just say the weather. It's very pleasant these last few days. Last week, not so much. Last week was horrendous. 100% mm-hmm. humidity uh, and temperatures in the 90s. So the feels like was like 108, whatever, you know, the fake temperature. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the 90s with 100% humidity for like five straight days. Not a fan. Now, yeah, it's like the lows are in the 50s and 60s and the highs are in the 70s. It's like I know summer is going to come back for like a couple days in, you know, a week or two. Just because there's always like there's always like in the Midwest like one last push of like mm-hmm. no it must be hot or the winter no it must be cold one more week in April, um, but we are turning the corner towards autumn, and that just makes me very happy. I I, I almost picked this as a as a an option for uh, the segment this week yeah, because I, I am so ready for fall. Yeah, I uh, I cooked grilled up a steak last night, ate dinner on my patio, like just enjoyed being outside for like an hour and a half after work. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. The high here yesterday was 63 degrees. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like it was 79 a, here. It was a good day. <laughs> I wore, I wore a sweatshirt at work for like half my shift yesterday. It was wow. good. Yeah. yeah. It's not like that quite yet down here. I was sweatshirt weather today, man. 65 today was good. So I think it's, it's not 65 out there right now. It's, oh no, I take that back. It's 65 out there right now with a high of 70. So it's a good day. A little rain in the forecast this morning. Don't have to mow my lawn. Perfect. So. All right. Well, what's delighting me today? Yes, do tell. So I we've talked about Project Eighty Six before on the on the show. It's been a while, but uh, they are in the process. I should I say they, but it's mostly Andrew, the the lead singer, uh, is in the process of um, funding the album, the new album, and it and the new album is going to be the last album. Uh, they're calling it the final chapter uh, whether that'll be the the actual name of the album or not I'm not sure but that's that's the working title right now and uh, they are they last time I looked into it they were in the 90 percent funded so they figure by the end of next week they should be at 100 uh, they've been giving stuff away they've got a patreon that that's helping to fund the the new album which which I uh, subscribe to uh, they also have, uh, it's a, like a Kickstarter. I'm not sure if it's on Kickstarter. Um, I think it's on a, probably another page that, that is if you just wanted to go and throw some money at them and to, to help fund the album. And there's, there are, um, reward levels. So the reward level that I'm at, uh, will get me the new album when it comes out. Um, it, it, uh, there's a been a bunch of perks. Uh, with being on the Patreon, uh, I should be receiving my demos for their Truthless Heroes album, uh, which was their third album. So there, he's uh, offering up the original demos for that. As he puts it, he liked the demos better than the way the CD turned out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he and they um, and he actually uh, digitized and sent out PDFs 
of the entire notebook that he had for the uh the truthless heroes album so it's kind of interesting to go through and like read what some of the original lyrics were were going to be on the albums or what he was uh workshopping for um the lyrics and stuff like that so it was it was really interesting to see like how these songs evolved from what he originally wanted to write for these songs and how they kind of evolved into what they became so Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting i haven't read through the whole book yet but uh but it looks like some of the stuff that i looked at initially was interesting so but that's been fun and he's been giving away uh record players and uh what's gonna be his the first uh print uh vinyls that, oh, that cool. they'll have for the album um they they've given away merch and stuff like that so and it's been it's been pretty neat and i think the level that i am at too includes a t-shirt when they print them so yeah so i'm i'm really excited about it i've really been enjoying the podcast that he's been doing with the patreon oh man he's going yeah. all in oh uh, he he's been re- he's been releasing two a week and uh and they're just monologues um up to this point but he did say that he's going to have some guys come on the on the show at some point to discuss the album when they get to the point of like there's been a lot of movement on the album apparently they've written a lot already um but there hasn't been a ton to share yet so but what he's been doing on the podcast is because it's the final campaign he's he's taking a retrospective look on the band and talking about how they met uh you know what went into the 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 building of the band um the turmoil that was in the band for years you know what where things went how things started um he's gone through each album and talked about the the uh the creative behind those albums what was going on personally and professionally um during those albums um some of the lyrics like where the lyrics were coming from uh it's been it's been a really interesting ride so far because being that like i would say they were my band or they are my band uh i've enjoyed project 86 ever since i saw them for the first time in 98 and uh, been to at least three of their shows uh and it's been it's been good i like i really like them um the the interesting thing to find out was all the stories behind uh what was going on with their management uh with um when they were building towards becoming a mainstream band and how they were on the verge of like really getting big mm-hmm. and then got slapped down and like they're I don't want to speak for uh andrew um but he's been pretty clear that between um pod and his their management they had the same management as pod that they always got pegged as like pod jr and um never like they they sold more merch than pod at their shows they they um they had they would do the shows with pod headlining mm-hmm. and they'd have like large masses of people leave after the project project 86 was done and wouldn't stick stick around for pod and and there was the like pretty much the guys in pod have admitted that they told management to keep project 86 down like they didn't want them getting bigger 
because they were threatened by him and messed up it you know the thing of it is is a christian music industry is still the music industry and it's still cutthroat and the christian label on it is you know for the most part you know especially in those circles is a marketing tool it's a marketing gimmick and so there were so much i mean it's not that these guys aren't christians but you know Andrew talks so much about how having the Christian stamp on their band limited them to what they could do. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had, they, they were all lined up to go on tour with Marilyn Manson and (laughs) no joke. And uh, Marilyn Manson's management called them like a week or two before they were to leave on the, on the tour and said, Oh, by the way, Marilyn found out that you were a Christian band and he's, uh, he's eliminating you from the tour. And, and at the time they're just like, that, that's not what we want. We don't want to be pegged as a Christian band. We knew that that tour was going to be a rough tour for us, you know, but it was going to be really good for our, for, you know, getting, get ourselves out there to the people that we want to get ourselves out there to. Mm -hmm. And once Marilyn found out that they were a Christian band, he canceled them from the tour. So, you know, it was stuff like that you know, that, that just kind of kept them from getting bigger than they were. And so, uh, and he admits, you know, this God worked this all out to be the way it was supposed to be. And even though like fleshly wise, he has regrets and wishes things would have turned out better. He knows in his heart that it turned it out the way it was supposed to. So, so he's not, he's not upset and he's like, he doesn't try to have regrets about it, but it is what it is. So yeah. But it's been a really cool journey to go through and listen to him as he's walking through the different albums and talking about the the other band members. And there was a breakup uh, midway through. Uh, the three band members left, and he brought in new guys. And there was a transitional period over about two, three albums uh, where they were, you know, the drummer left, and then the guitarist left, and then the bassist left, and how they, you know, he was bringing in new guys to fill those roles. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Just, it wasn't even politics. And, you know, he tells the stories way better than I am. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on to tell his story uh, that, and it's behind a paywall. So he'd really appreciate the the financing or the funding. So, so I won't go into it in depth, but it's been a really cool journey to, to go through and listen to the story and, and get to know him better which for better or for worse, um, I got, I've gotten to know him a little bit better through the podcast too. So, so it's been good. I really liked it. Yeah. So, and I think they start the Patreon is where I would fund it because, uh, you get, you get the podcast with it, which is, I think the meat of what, uh, what I'm appreciating about it. And it starts at $10. Uh, I'm, I'm at the silver level for 25 just because I could get, the um i could get to that uh 50 level of the funding which you know in a couple of months which is where you where i wanted to be because i got the i got the shirt with it and i got the the album and stuff i think you just get the album at the ten dollar level so so yeah i mean it's been it's been fun and i'm i'll probably back down here now to like the ten dollar level now that I've got the amount of money into the campaign that I needed to get to the level that I wanted to get to, if that makes sense. Um, so 
I'm kind of hoping that he offers a cheaper level. <laughs> 10 bucks a month for a podcast is a bit excessive, but, but, uh, but it's been a fun podcast to listen to. So sweet. But yeah. So check out the project 86, the final chapter campaign on Patreon. It's taking everything within me not to start singing final countdown. You're I welcome. think we're done. all right well if uh you're listening to the show and uh, you've just discovered us and you're like man i'd like to know more about these guys you can check us out at innerdialogue.show um dude if i if i set up a blog page on there um do you think you and i would uh would like put some stuff up there sure yeah i don't know if i would do a whole lot there but i just uh I was thinking about that because, you know, really you just go up there and our podcasts are up there, which, you know, is the main draw, but we have the ability to put more stuff up there uh, with the subscriptions. So, you know, we could, we could do that. It'd be fun. So anyway, more, more hashtag content. Sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can check us out at innerdialogue.show. You can catch us up on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mitch Craig. I'm at Cam Brennan. And if you have questions or comments, uh, feel free to hit us up there. Uh, we also are on Instagram. I'm Radio Mitch on Instagram. I'm Cam Brennan. He's Cam Brennan everywhere. <laughs> that I don't know. The listeners probably get sick of that joke, but I love it every time. Yes, I am me everywhere. I encompass and engulf. Yep. And if you are a uh, if you are a subscriber to the show, if you are a member of our illustrious membership, uh, the uh, the after show will be coming up in just a little bit. I don't even know what you mean by that. Uh, we don't have a membership. I know. Yeah. I don't. That's okay. If you'd give us five bucks a month, I would make a membership so that you could uh, subscribe. I don't know if anybody wants that. Yeah, let's let's not put the. Uh cart before the horse or whatever this, <laughs> however that goes so all right well that's all i've got uh you good man you want to share anything yes. with, the, with yeah. oh just you know go blue that's all go blue all i gotta say yeah. they're right on. currently playing western michigan so i'm uh excited to go watch the game yep and my brewers had a great uh great series against the giants over the week this last week but then they got uh they got like trounced by the uh cardinals last night so that's unfortunate yeah but uh, they're doing really well they're in the top three uh teams in the league right now so i'm excited to see where they go from here so october is going to be a fun month indeed but, all right well let's hang her up there have a good week man